Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And this is episode 333, ladies and gentlemen, the Pancakes and Power Slam show. 333. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, it's been 333 episodes, 333 weeks with you all. You all are absolutely amazing. And once again, as always, I thank you so much for all the support, all the viewership, all the listening, everything in between. We're going to have a fun one tonight, as we always do. Uh, The interview for this week is going to be with uh, former Evolve Tag Team Champion, uh, popular indie star Ethan Page. He's going to talk about uh, being a part of All In, uh, All Ego, e- Ethan Page. And a uh, very interesting conversation we had about uh, probably uh, perhaps a uh, a different type of um, a different type of uh, personality, a different character, maybe maybe a character change, perhaps. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome, and uh, it's going to be uh, fantastic as always. So, without further ado, uh, we're going to present that interview. And after that, of course, we got the headlines. We're going to talk about the unfortunate passing of Jim the Envo Nightheart. Also, going to be talking about Randy Orton stuff. Uh, perhaps uh, some heat with WWE. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Coco Beware uh, had some. Stuff to talk about uh, a recent interview about Vince McMahon, so we'll talk about that as well. And uh, the G1 Supercard versus Takeover Clash—that would be fun. Uh, some New Japan stuff as far as uh, 
uh, a band that uh, the the president Harold Mays is uh, is is uh, enforcing, as well as uh, the climax finals of uh, who won. So that'll be fun to talk about as well. For the week, we're going to talk about it's an open discussion this week. So if you're listening right now on the audio, uh, go be sure to uh, uh, hashtag P and P Nation P and A N D P Nation P and P Nation, and let us know uh, just your thoughts uh, throughout the show. And at the end of the show, we're going to talk about it's going to be an open discussion. I'm going to um, hopefully <laughs> have enough time, uh, but I'm going to go through all of the SummerSlam interviews from 1988 to 2017, all the SummerSlam main events. We're going to eliminate them, and then we're going to have a top five, and then we're going to rank the top five. So an open discussion, a fan's choice, top five SummerSlam main events of all time. So it should be really, really fun. The fan's choice. Don't have many fan's choice uh, um, uh, lists, but uh, you you all have uh, proven to me that you are the the greatest fans of all time uh, <laughs> at the Pancakes of Power Sam show, and you all make it so much fun each and every week. So we're going to have some fun. It's going to be a fan's choice. You all are going to rank the top five SummerSlam pay-per-views of all time. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to present to you the Pancakes of Power Sam show, the interview with all ego, Ethan Page, and we'll be back on the other side. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, I have someone on uh, with me. This interview is going to be very uh, egotistical, uh, if you will. Uh, this person has uh, stormed through the independent scene and had a sense with Impact Wrestling. And interestingly, he will be all in uh, come September 1st. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it with all ego. Ethan Page, how are you doing tonight, sir? Good, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, doing fantastic. So you've, uh, you know, there's, you've really made yourself, uh, uh, you know, your time with Evolve and the independent scenes. Uh, uh, you are uh, one of the most popular uh, names uh, out right now. Uh, what, you know, basically just kind of uh, give a, a snapshot of your path to, that, that has led you to where you are right now. Oh, wow. Uh, well, it took probably eight or nine years to get to Evolve. And then from that, it was just uh, about two two years and a bit of pushing and telling stories and cutting promos and having crazy matches that uh, that helped me kind of expand across, uh, well, the world now. And then uh, a fun little stint with Impact Wrestling, playing a character on television was fun. I've had... Uh, a little run with Ring of Honor. Uh, I would say Alpha One Wrestling out of my hometown of Hamilton, Ontario. has been a lot of uh, good work for myself. And, uh, yeah, on September 1st, I'm all in. Absolutely. Now, you gave yourself a goal to be in the WWE by 2020. Uh, do you still oppose to that goal? Uh, and if you do, uh, what's the status on that? Yeah, I think it's still possible, uh, and it's definitely still a goal of mine. And that's uh, where I want to be, and I think where I would fit best. But uh, uh, 
if that doesn't happen in 2020, I mean, if it happens the year after or the year before, I mean, there's no, like, it's not like a, I'm going to retire if this doesn't happen kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Now, you said that uh, 2020, you know, basically, like I said, there's a goal, and you made a good point as far as, just, you know, that's a goal that you made the year before, year after, you know, it doesn't make or break you as far as just uh, being a wrestling uh, uh uh, you know, as far as your wrestling career is concerned, uh, is there someone, say, by the time 2020 comes, which is two years from now, is there someone, uh, say, say that everyone's still there, that's there now, is there someone in particular that you would want to be in an angle with? Yeah, I think uh, it would be cool to relive my feud with Johnny Gargano and mm-hmm. WWE. Yeah, yeah, sir. I think that would be great. Um uh, for those who don't know, he had a few with uh, Gargano and Evolve. Uh, it was about it was about 2016, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, also had views with him in AIW in Cleveland mm-hmm. and AAW in Chicago. So there's quite a bit of history there. Yeah, absolutely. So you're all in on September 1st. Uh, how did you get the invites and uh, what are your plans? Uh, Cody Rhodes is the one that, uh, quote unquote booked me, um, is via text message. So <laughs> that's how I got my invite. Nice. And, uh, my plans, well, originally my plans were to just fly down there and film a bunch of my, uh, I guess talk shows, mm-hmm. uh, shoot interview things for high spots called Egos Amigos. Uh, and then just being down there for the whole festivities of it all. Uh, that was my only plan, and now I'm all in, so things worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, you really uh, you really brand yourself from a character standpoint um, as, like, entertainment over athleticism. Now, it's good to be athletic. You, you've said before that you can hang with athletes and so forth, but you really want to uh, take the entertainment factor uh, and, and just really make it shine. I, and, I, and I think I've said this many times before. I think um, just an entertainment aspect is really what uh, it, it really gets the pulse of the fans. It really it really puts a finger on the pulse of the fans. I believe athleticism does as well. But I think from an entertainment standpoint, there's just some intangibles there uh, that really really gets a crowd rocking. Uh, one time you've I, I think I remember. Uh, one time you compared Dean Malenko to The Rock, and, uh, you know, you said that uh, sometimes people's, you know, uh, people are a big fan of athleticism, and Dean Malenko, you know, he was he was PWI wrestler of the year one year, so, you know, it worked in some in some ways, but uh, your favorite wrestler is The Rock, so let the listeners know just, um, and, that's, and that's more of an old school type of mentality as well, just, uh, you know, a character-driven uh, you know, uh, competitor. Uh, what are your thoughts on just the wrestling that we see nowadays being kind of going away from heavy characters uh, and, and being more on athleticism? Um, I don't know. I kind of disagree, to be honest, because all the guys that are doing the crazy flips and athletic stuff are finding their kind of little um, corner in the character world because look at what the Young Bucks have created 
Look what Cody's done. Look what um, Kenny Omega's done. And like, these are guys that are doing the Cody excluded, but <laughs> guys that are doing the crazy flips and stuff. And New Japan is extremely character driven and story driven, and uh, like it's almost based off emotion. But they still have the cool wrestling. So I think it's changing drastically all over. And like, um, I've had talks with a lot of younger wrestlers that just uh, made their name on doing cool moves and. They're constantly asking, like, what do you think I could do with my character? Do I have a character? Like, what what could we do? And yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's changing because people can tell what truly captures an audience instead of uh, like a flash in the pan, cool move kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I guess I should clarify. I I, I believe, and and I've seen it, uh, you know, just with just kind of an evolution of just a fan interest, you know, I, I agree that, you know, the Young Bucks has created a character and, and Penny Omega and so forth. But it, it, it does show, you know, with all the shows that you've wrestled in and all the shows that I've been to, it seems like the standard has went higher, you know, back in the day, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it seems like a, a suplex or a body slam would pop a crowd. But it would industry was so character driven that the in-ring you know matches didn't mean too much you know i mean it's still it was kind of like a bow or just how strong the character was um yes it it seems like nowadays the characters are there but the fans are more glued into what happens in the ring Uh, what what are your thoughts on that yeah i agree i i just think the risk value and like um, the excitement has obviously gone up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not a person to really like go out of my way to jump off the top rope, but mm-hmm. you know, I've been doing swanton bombs lately just to kind of, I guess, go with what the motion of wrestling is and yeah. add some different dynamics and use different parts of the ring. So yeah, it's definitely uh, a riskier wrestling world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, your, your character is all ego, and, uh, you know, you were, uh, <laughs> it, it's interesting, you know, how that birth, uh, just, I guess, for those who don't know uh, how all ego became, you know, part of just really the, the centerpiece of your character, just let the listeners know just the origin of all ego. So, when I first started wrestling, a guy told me that all wrestling is, all a wrestling character is, is yourself or an extension of yourself with the volume turned way up. And I, uh, at the time, was doing extra work for movies. And I was like, oh, it would be hilarious if I did a like a, a character that was a movie star. Mm-hmm. So I called myself the motion picture Ethan Page. And for a couple of years, that's what I did. I, I pretended I was a movie star. But I think once like wrestling started changing, uh, to more reality, I was like, well, no one's going to actually believe this. So I dove a little deeper and I was like, what makes a movie star like a good character for wrestling? And I think is an egomaniac is like, you could pick an actor out and just be like, yeah, that guy's an egomaniac. And I was like, well, why don't I transfer into this? So I thought all you go, Ethan Page sounded pretty catchy and good. And I just ran with it. Yeah. 
Now, one part of your character at a time uh, that was quite controversial is that, uh, you know, you were talking about how people call themselves wrestling gods and things like that. You said that you are a god, and you were even introduced as uh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Ethan Page. Uh, yep. how, how did that come about, and, you know, what are your thoughts as far as potentially offending, you know, some communities that are, like, uh, deeply religious? Uh, I think back then, uh, it was still, like, it was a very PC world back then, but way less uh, than it is now. Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't do that character now, uh, but at the time, it, it spawned from a promo that I cut winning the AIW title in Cleveland, uh, which is on YouTube. You can check it out. Uh, essentially, the promo was about how we all wear a cross of Jesus around our neck, and Jesus wears a chain with Ethan Page on the cross. So I ran with that, and you know, again, like kind of just rolling with the punches and coming up with stuff on the fly and uh, things just falling in my lap. Yeah, it's interesting uh, because that's similar to, you know, the Austin 316 promo in a sense. You know, that uh, it was something that stuck, you know, as far as just uh, his match with, with Jake Roberts and things like that. And it's interesting how things stick in the pro, uh, the pro wrestling community. Uh, being a deeply religious man myself, I'm glad that didn't necessarily stick. But uh, <laughs> uh, <it> is. <laughs> uh, but but at the same time, you know, from an entertainment standpoint, you know, it did forward your character, you know, and, uh, you know, that's what, that's yeah. what wrestling is about. You know I mean? It's, uh, For sure. uh, it's, it's tough to, that's, that's why, you know, when people say kayfabe is dead, I, I deeply disagree with that because I think once you get to the point of wrestling, not supposing to, dis, you know, the purpose should be to suspend your disbelief. And I think when people, or fans kind of get away from that, I think that kills the industry altogether. So, like, that's an interesting topic, and, like, it's a very, like, controversial one because, like, just recently there was an instance in England where a wrestler was dropping F-bombs. Not the swear word, but, like, the derogatory Mm -hmm. word towards... um, Homosexual community, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and his defense was, that's my wrestling character. And, like, to a degree, there's a there's validity to it, but there's not. Like, you have to know your boundaries. Yeah. But it, wrestling is the only entertainment uh, in the world where people get offended by the fake things that you say yeah. or do. <laughs> and Because as you see it, if you're watching a movie... Uh, you would never be like, I can't believe that they did that rape scene or whatever. Yeah, even watching but a stand-up it, comedian. <laughs> well, hey, even yeah, even stand-up is like, yeah. I can't believe he said that joke, but hey, he's a stand-up comedian. It's okay. Right. And I'm not condoning anyone's behavior or saying that uh, that was okay for him to right. do that. I think there's obviously classier ways of getting yeah, it and yeah. more talented ways to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's very unique. I, I went through a similar issue where my I was playing a misogynistic character, uh, which is which led into the Jesus one. Mm-hmm. So I guess I should be all controversy. There you go. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um people were saying like how inappropriate it was that I was playing this character, 
and all I thought was, all I am is, and the promoter agreed, all I am is the guy in the bar that everybody hates, that mm-hmm. talks to his girlfriend like garbage and was very rude. And at the time, like I was either engaged or married and um, still married, have a kid. I'm a good husband. Like this is, we're not talking about real life, but we're right. talking about make belief. Yeah. So I was like, well, don't you want to see this character get his butt kicked? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the point of my job? But it, uh, it escapes people sometimes and they forget that it's a show. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, again, I don't condone it. Uh, but I understand to a degree, both sides. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you because I think nowadays, you know, it's, it's tougher to draw heat, you know, and, and that's what a heel should do is draw heat. Now, of course, there's boundaries with that, you know, uh, especially sure. especially now more than then because we live in a much more sensitive society than we did 20, 30 years ago. But, you know, at the end of the day, the heels should draw heat, and the heels should get to the point where everybody dislikes him or her, and the baby face is, I mean, it's it's a passing of baton to the baby face to get more over. And, you know, I've, I've had Booker T on my show before, and he's, he's made that point. Like, the heel should get so much heat that at the end of the day, the good guys win. And, and, and that's how a storyline should be. The heel should draw so much heat that the savior babyface come in and, and see that. So, you know, it's funny. You're talking about Johnny Gargano. We're seeing that with NXT. Tommaso Ciampa is probably one of the best heels on television right now an old school heel feeling and it's just right for the picking when it comes to someone like Johnny Gargano it just elevates his character and I think that we're kind of I think that that element is kind of you know gone away from wrestling and that's usually the kind of the core of what we see with pro wrestling but I think a big part of that too is the landscape of independence where right. people care more about selling t-shirts that weekend exactly than uh putting someone over or working together or telling stories and yeah, that's a big part that is definitely being missed right now and uh a credit to Tommaso because I'm pretty sure he's denied uh them to give him music, uh merchandise. Yep. Well, other than toys and video games, but like no T shirt for people to buy. So yeah. yeah. He's doing great. Yeah. So you were Chandler Park in Impact Wrestling. How did that come about and, and what were your thoughts? Just uh being uh, uh, affiliated with Abyss or, or Joseph Park, uh, his, his um, alter ego. Working with him was great. Uh, he's such a cool guy and very supportive and um, open to sharing ideas and working together and coming up with stuff on the fly. Uh, and being a part of Impact was great. I'd love to work with him again. Uh, it, was, it was good. And it just came up about... They were doing shows in Canada. They had an idea to progress the story with Kongo Kong and uh, bringing out Abyss and uh, build a couple weeks of television. Awesome. Yeah, you're very over as Chandler Park as well. Um, it was it was quite quite interesting. So awesome stuff. Uh, so again, all in September 1st. Let the listeners know what to expect from all ego eat to pays. And before before that, I just I just had a uh, a thought. Uh, maybe you can contact Abyss 
uh, and it can and you can team together. You'll be all ego, Ethan Page, and he can be alter ego, Joseph Park. And I think that would probably uh, be a nice a nice tandem in the independence. I like that alter ego. That's yeah. Good. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, be sure to credit the uh, Chris Featherstone Pancakes of Power Subs episode three thirty three for uh, all ego and alter ego as a team. Uh, that would be very very interesting. Uh, so let the listeners know what to expect uh, on September 1st and uh, just the StarCast weekend and all the festivities for Chicago. Yeah, so I'll be there the entire time, uh, whether it's taking photos and signing autographs at StarCast, uh, filming for high spots on my show uh, called Egos Amigos that you can check out on High Spots Network right now. I've got episodes up there with Eddie Kingston and Hornswoggle. Uh, but then on September 1st, the big show, it's uh, myself in a 15-person, over-the-top, over-the-budget battle royal where the winner faces Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor title that same night. So uh, my plan is to win and wrestle for the Ring of Honor world title. Yeah, and that's uh, over-budget battle royals in the pre-show in WGN, correct? Yeah, which is pretty crazy when you think about it, that uh, WGN will be airing this whole show. Yeah, it's quite, quite uh, interesting. That portion of it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or uh, before we go, uh, another thought, and you know, if if uh, Chris or Abyss isn't available, maybe that's a, a dark side to your character. You know, instead of all ego Ethan Page or the alter ego Ethan Page, and you just come out with a whole different persona, and uh, that would be interesting. Well, I de- I've, I've done that when I was uh, Chandler Park. True. And uh, in Ring of Honor, I had a different name. It was uh, Ethan Gabriel Owens. Mm-hmm. So uh, technically, I am alter ego. There you go. You are alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds awesome. Ethan, it's been a pleasure. Best wishes to you on Labor Day weekend. And just your uh, your your wrestling career and your uh, you know maybe hey 2020. You know maybe we can talk again and uh, we'll I'm sure we'll probably talk before then, but. Maybe 2020 we can talk again and uh, your goal's been met. But, of course, you know, until then or even after that, uh, you know, you have your your path and your plan that, that you're doing and, and you're doing well. And, uh, you know, success is is, uh, uh, is glooming from you, is glowing from you, and I, and, I, and, I, and I wish you the best. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks a lot. No worries. Bye-bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners, three, our mind. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We've taken this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we're here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living God. Get out the big boys way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood, Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them. 
to the max. And I'm that one mission with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gaps and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome. Never lost faith. You in all space. You can all skate, suffer, but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. <laughs> From here to Saturday, raving, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier. Mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals. Using God for my defense in Alabama. We jamming. That's beautiful Bobby eating. Me and Priest, we the dangerous alliance. Nah, the Harlem Heat. Tie the do-rag before we do battle. You're talking sheep. You are what you speak. This too sweet. Till the number is just back. We repping that wolf pack. The foundation shaking. No mistaking. Yeah, we shook that. Trusting God, we trust. Pushing forward. Never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness. Some people mistook that. Stamping out this crook rap. Heat turning the power on. On the razor's edge. Leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful. The owners in our group, too. It's good to be king. Sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move, too. You crew. I'm in the Raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming. Steiner Brothers, we love it. Demand the win. Establish it. This the class to the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. And a special thank you to All Ego Ethan Page, ladies and gentlemen. All Ego Ethan Page. Uh, that, that'll be that's fun. It's been fun. It's been awesome uh, to promote the All In. Uh, lots and lots of fun, ladies and gentlemen. So once again, we want to thank All Ego Ethan Page for being on the show tonight and. Uh, it was an awesome interview. Nice uh, input on uh, just some things that uh, you know he was before he became all ego and and very interesting uh, religious character that he had. That was uh, quite the quite the controversy. So interesting stuff there. So uh, as uh, the chat room is uh, coming on, we're gonna have some fun tonight as we always do. As Mo was saying, we're live, baby, and living Culligan funky like a monkey, if you will. What's going on, chat room? What's going on? Let's have some fun as we always do. Always, always do. So SummerSlam, ladies and gentlemen, is this coming uh, this coming week? Uh, yes, as Rob was as Rob is saying in the chat room right now, we're live, pal. <laughs> so I've got some SummerSlam trivia for you, and I've got some regular trivia for you as well. Uh, so they're going to be mixed in, blended in, some SummerSlam trivia, some uh, regular trivia, and uh, all types of blending in. So I've got uh, a list of trivia questions for you tonight. And I'm going to be sure to save uh, some time because we're going to have a lot of fun. This week, uh, we're going to have a fan's choice flavor of the week. Uh, so everybody who's involved in the chat room right now, everybody who's listening to audio, if you're listening to audio, I understand, you know, if you can't, but I'm telling you, the video cast right now, live and living color, we're live, pal. It's called the We're Live Pal um, uh, video cast. Um, it's going to uh, it's going to be great. So uh, you all are going to 
pick the top five SummerSlam main events. So I'm going to um, so so I'm going to say all of the main events, every single main event from uh, SummerSlam. We're going to go one by one as far as just what's the best. We're going to eliminate the ones who are just trash. And then we're going to get down to five, the, the, the final five main events from SummerSlam. And then from that five, you all are going to choose the top five from five to one. So every single person who's involved in videocast or a hashtag PNP Nation, uh, we are going to pick, you all are going to pick the top five fans' choice SummerSlam main events of all time. So, uh, you know, you know, I do my research here on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. This piece of paper right here, you see this? For those who are on the video cast, every SummerSlam main event that ever happened, this piece of paper right here, 30 SummerSlam main events. So we're going to discuss, we're going to go through every single <laughs> well, I was say that's dedication. Uh, every single WrestleMania, which has been 30 of them, and every main event, and you guys are going to eliminate them as I see them. Or you're going to say yes or no as far as keeping them in the hunt for being the top five. And after you, after, after I say a main event, you're going to unanimously say yes or no, whatever, which one, you know, whatever majority wins for each main event. And so uh, the ones who say yes are going to be eliminated again and again until we get to the top five of the main events. And then you're going to rank them uh, from five to one. So once again, the fans' choice. You all live in living Keller, we're live, pal, are going to choose your favorite, collectively your favorite top five SummerSlam main events. Uh, I got a comment and it says, this is going to be fun. Absolutely, it's going to be fun. And this is why I do what I do. What's going on, Joseph? This is why I do what I do, because I know that you all are, I I have the best fans. (laughs) That's my uh, best anvil laugh. I got kind of, see that? I I got some chin hair. There you go. I got some chin hair for those who are, are listening or looking at the video cast? We'll talk about that. And I'm uh, I, I'm uh, stroking my my chin hairs uh, in honor of Jim the Anvil Nyhart. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that when I was a kid. Uh, we'll talk about that. But um, <laughs> this show is going to be entertaining. Absolutely, you need to, you need about six Red Bulls to get the correct Anvil hype in that laugh. Yes. I agree. Hi from Ecuador. What's going on? Great to have you live on the show tonight. It's going to be fun. Once again, for those who are just coming in the chat room, the fans are going to pick. Let me let me say this one more time as far as you all are going to do. Uh, what you all are going to do, I have a list of every single main event from SummerSlam. Uh, we're going to eliminate them quickly. I'm going to say the, I'm going to say the main event. You're going to say yes or no. 
Uh, we're going to get a unanimous uh, majority decision for each one. If someone, if, if the unanimous decision is no, we're going to cancel that out from the uh, from the being in the hunt. If the unanimous decision is yes, they're going to be back in the hunt. And then after that, we're going to go to another round. Uh, you're going to say yes or no, uh, and then you're going to go to another round, yes or no, and until we get to the top. Until we get to five, and then you're going to vote for the top five um, SummerSlam main events of all time. It's going to be really, really fun. So, all right. Um, Yes. So, yes. Oh, yes. So, so, yeah, man, this is what what I do for you all. Like I said, uh, Pancakes and Power Sam show has uh, the best fans in the world and literally the world because someone is right here um uh someone is right here live on the chat room and is uh 11:38 live p.m. uh eastern time and someone is on here from um from Ecuador so uh, what time is it in Ecuador right now for the person who is in the live chat right now from Ecuador what time is it in Ecuador? More shout-outs. We got Detroit. See? Uh, see, wild boy. Chris, you're the most entertaining guy. You know why I'm the most entertaining guy? Because I do it for you. You know that was coming. Oh, come on. Uh, might be the same time. I don't think it's the same time in Ecuador. Um Let's see. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the person from Ecuador, uh, tell me what time it is in your time zone. Um, more shout-outs. Where are you at? Ebony's from Chicago. See, uh, Wild Boy, you're one of my favorites, man. But um, I'm in Ohio. I'm, I'm Columbus, Ohio, uh, born and bred. Uh, uh, so you're a Detroit guy, man. So you're my boy still. You're still. You're still my boy. Um, but I'm an Ohio State fan, 100%, and you're from Michigan, so it's unfortunate. But uh, it was it was the hand that you were dealt, wild boy. You didn't make you you didn't make the choice to live in Michigan. <laughs> uh, Ebony is saying that she's all in. All right, uh, you will be at the Sears Center. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. As a matter of fact, Ebony, follow at Chris Prolific. Give us some uh, give me some live correspondence. While you're all in, I was offered to be all in, but I'm, I got a family trip. Family's first, so. Uh, uh, what's up, Lexi? Follow at Chris Prolific. Uh, that's right there on the chat. Um, give me some live, uh, some some live correspondence when you're all when you're all in, and if you go to any Starcast events as well. Um. So the Ecuador person, uh, what time is it? All right, more shout-outs. We got Detroit. We got Chicago. We'll do some shout-outs before before we go to the headlines because uh, the first headline is talking about, uh, talking about Jim Neidhart. So that's going to be a somber moment. You see this? Graduated Ohio Dominican. See that? Got a shout-out. Well, I have a master's degree. I'm about to become a doctor, so I graduated. That's This is my undergrad, where I graduated from undergrad. Um. And I graduated, um, got a shout-out Liberty University. That's where I got my master's degree, my first master's. Getting a second master's and a Ph.D. from uh, 
uh, representing Walden. So, uh, yeah, uh, I've been in school for a long time. <laughs> You'll be in the same class as Lanny Poffo. <laughs> That's hilarious. I actually interviewed Lanny Poffo here on the show a few weeks ago. So, um, very, very, uh, in very uh, studious person. So, thank you. Congratulations. Keep going. Awesome. I'm so ready for Axe Chris. That's awesome. I'm ready for it too. Uh, hashtag Axe Chris. Jose is asking, is Roman turning heel? We'll talk about that. SummerSlam predictions at the end of the show. We'll save that for the end of the show. Um, Robert saying, I was Anvil for Halloween when I was 11 and my friend was Brett. That's awesome. I got to dig through 2,000 pictures and finals picks. That would be fantastic to do that. Send them over my way at Chris Prolific, uh, and, I'll, and I'll retweet them. Uh, all right, more shout outs. Uh, where are you from? Where are you from? Uh, we don't. We haven't done that as much as I've uh, grown a very fond relationship with the with the awesome with the best chat room in the world, the Pancakes and Power Slams show chat room. Um, we haven't done shout outs. So we got Detroit. We got Chicago. Uh, all right, Jose's from San Antonio. What other shout-outs do you have? Mo, if I'm not mistaken, you uh, are in the Navy. Am I right about that? Let me know if I'm right about that. See this? I care about I, I care about my peeps. I care about my pancakes and my PNP nation. Yeah, see, yes, I'm in the Navy. See? See, I know this stuff. I care about my PNP nation because you all are the, the, the best all the best. Uh, all right. What else we got? Um, hey, salute. Uh, Ebony's also active duty. That's awesome. Um, JumpTube's trying to ask me some questions. Uh, stump the host. I, I think I've explained that before. I've uh, I've played that before. I used to play that years ago. It, it, you know, the crazy thing is we're almost um, – we're almost celebrating um, six and a half years uh, on the on the show, Pancakes and Power Slams. Um, yeah, salute Ebony, salute Mo, awesome. All right, what other cities? See, you have a, all the people are in the chat room right now. There's quite a bit. Uh, let me know. What, where, where are you from? I, I, as, as big as the platform of Pancakes and Power Slams is. Say where you're from, and I'll give you a shout-out before I get to the headlines. Um, so, yes. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Uh, JJB, Glasgow, Scotland. How about that? What time is it in What time is it in Glasgow, Scotland? It goes to show. So it, it, pro, it proves my point. Pancakes and Power Slams are the best fans in the world, and I mean the world. Got somebody from Ecuador here. We got something from somebody from Glasgow, Scotland. Carol's from Ireland. You're awesome. You guys are absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. World-renowned Pancakes and Power Slam show. The best fans. Uh, you know what? Uh, Lexi's from Vegas. Nice. I think you're, what, three hours away from Central? You're uh, Pacific or Mountain? Let me know. I'm going to guess Pacific. Um West Pacific, maybe mountain, but my my guess is Pacific. Um, yes, Pacific, awesome. Lou's from Maryland. 
Carol, it's 4.45 in the morning. That's called dedication right there. You know what? Clap for you. Clap for you, uh, Ebony. Uh, or actually, Carol, 4.45 in the morning. Mo's in Virginia. Let me give you, uh, let me give you some shout-outs, Carol. I mean, that's the, everybody. Every, everybody, and you, you all are awesome. Um, you all are awesome. Specifically, and JJB, Scotland, 4.45 in the morning. So I got JJB and Carol. Both of you are listening to the show live right now at 4.45 in the morning. Absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> all right, Ask Chris. Give me some Ask Chris questions. I think I saw some. Okay, Lexi, do you Lexi usually asks the best questions. JumpTube is asking what was Raven's Raven's gimmick doing his first in WWE? Stumped the host. Uh, it was uh, Scotty Flamingo. Um Yes, Scotty Flamingo managed the Quebecers. That was right after his uh run from uh, uh Global Global Wrestling Federation. Um uh, let's see. Do you think the WWE creative have painted themselves in a corner with the Lesnar Reigns beef, considering the rumor that Brock signed another short-term contract? I don't think so. I'm hoping, this is what I'm hoping, and this is uh, not okay. This is absolutely not okay. I'm surely hoping that just because Lesnar signed another short-term contract doesn't mean that Roman Reigns is going to get the short end of the stick again. That is That would make me upset. Because you know what's something I, I noticed on this sheet right here of every single main event of uh, SummerSlam? Brock Lesnar has been in one, uh, two, three... Four, five main events in SummerSlam. Let me let me repeat that. Brock Lesnar was in five main events: 2002, uh, 2012, 2014, 15, 16, and 17. So one, two, three, four, five, six main events. He's lost. One time, and that was a controversial finish to protect him. So that pretty much says it all, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, five and one in SummerSlam main events, and the one was uh, a controversial finish to uh, protect him as a character. So that's my problem, okay, that I have. Those in Virginia, let's see what else we got. Uh, um, Lou is asking, what do you do to make the Raw Tag Team Division better? Oh, good Lord. Uh, that's a loaded question. Um, okay, I see some questions here. Hashtag Ask Chris. There you go. For those who are new to the show. Uh, okay, so some awesome questions here. Okay, so let's start with Lou's question. Raw tag team division better. <laughs> oh, goodness. You know what I would do? I would have uh, 
some uh, kind of like makeshift tag teams. Uh, I would have people like Ziggler and, and, and Drew that I think, you know, maybe they should be one of the best, one of the top, you know, teams in the tag team division now. And why not have like a Finn Balor and Braun Strowman team together? I would I would ride out Braun Strowman's uh, cash in until at least after the first of the year. Uh, have Strowman and Finn tag against you, uh, tag tag with each other. Uh, I will I would be okay with the uh, Strowman and Finn against uh, McIntyre and um, Ziggler match. I would push uh, Authors of Pain much better. I would give Authors of Pain a manager. Uh, as much as I love Titus O'Neil and Apollo, I would uh, I, I wouldn't have them much involved in the tag scene as far as like top teams. I mean that's that's what I would do um, for starters. Uh, I would have because right now Dolphin Drew is probably one of the most uh, you know respected dangerous tag teams. Although they're not they're not even really a tag team anymore. But I would put them at the top of the line, and I would have like uh, Finn and, and, and Strowman tag together. Together, what are they going to do regardless? Right now, Finn Balor's in such a terrible angle with Corbin uh, or Constable Corbin. I mean, Constable's uh, Corbin's improving. I was I was an apologist for Corbin for a while, not as much now, but I used to be. Uh, but the the feud between Corbin and Balor. I mean, it's just not. It's just not a a, a SummerSlam feud. It's, it's just not. Um, let's see what else we have. Uh, okay, so let's go to Mike. How awesome was it hearing Paul Heyman introducing Roman last night? It was awesome. I don't think it will happen, especially since Paul pepper sprayed Roman. What do you think? I'm a Roman fan like you. If you're a Roman fan, Mike, that means you're the man. Uh, you're awesome. Uh, I still think it's a ruse. I'm, st- I'm still not buying it. I still think that uh, Heyman's going to side with Roman Reigns. So I think that I think that was done to kind of uh, make it seem like it won't happen. Uh, but at the same time, it's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to happen. Let's go to Ebony. Do you see a heel turn in the near future for Dean? He has to turn on Seth, right? Yes, he does. I think it was really good to bring him back as a baby face because he's going to get that baby face pop. Honestly, uh, you know, they were in Cincy recently a few weeks back. I think, uh, you know, he's from Cincinnati, and I think he would have got an even bigger. It was it was a huge pop last night. I, I forgot where they were. Greensboro? Yeah, Greensboro. Um, but I think if they were in Cincy, the pop would have been even, even bigger. Um, but I think it was good. It was right before SummerSlam. I think it brought out that interesting surprise element and and WWE doesn't do that much. And so I got, I got to give them credit for that. First of all, you had two surprises. Lesnar wasn't advertised and he came and then, uh, Ambrose wasn't advertised of course. And he was surprised. So I appreciate that with WWE. Usually things are, uh, they, they try to grab ratings so much that they advertise stuff, which I understand why they advertise. But at the same time, you know, back in the day, uh, it was so amazing that you can have those type of, you know, surprises. You know, Austin would do it and, you know, Big Show and things like that. You would have those unannounced surprises uh, and, and 
um, because the ratings weren't so low back then. You could you could do it. Uh, all right, let's see what else we got. Uh, Lexi's asking if Reigns is being primed to be the face of WWE. Why would there for Strowman with the Money Bank contract? Uh, that would be because I think that Roman Reigns will turn heel. And Vince McMahon, after all this time, after three and a half years, just about four years, because it really started around SummerSlam of 2014 when he went against uh, Randy Orton. Vince McMahon, he pulls Roman in the he pulls Roman in the office, and he says, "Roman, you're gonna be a hell." <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and Strowman. I think Strowman's going to try to, you know, cash it in or try to cash it in against Roman Reigns. Uh, Wild Boy's asking, piggyback off of Evan's question, how would you book Ambrose turning on Rollins? Um, I would have a tag match um, on the night after Raw between Ambrose and or whenever Ambrose is cleared. It's not uh, you know, he was able. I mean, he he did it. He did quite a bit on Raw. Um, so if he's cleared, he's cleared. If if he's, I would do a match. Uh, probably the Raw after SummerSlam because the Raw after Mania and the Raw after SummerSlam, you got to really. Those are two big nights. Uh, you know, Bailey's uh, debuted on the Raw after SummerSlam. Uh, so you know they they're making those two big nights. Um, so what I would do is I, I would have a tag match. I would have I would have Ambrose turn. Um, uh, I would have Rollins win the IC title on uh, on SummerSlam. I guess that's spoiling one of my predictions. Um, I would have Ambrose win. I would have um, um, Ambrose and uh, Ambrose and uh, no, I'm sorry. I would have Rollins win the Intercontinental Championship. I would have Rollins and Ambrose go against uh, Dean. I mean, I'll go go against Drew and Dolph. The Raw after SummerSlam, not after. And I would have a hot tag, or however you want to do it. Um, Rollins going in for the hot tag and and something of that nature, and he and he catches the dirty deeds. And here's the thing: I think it's I think it's a perfect way to turn Dean heel because he can always say. I never trusted you. You know, I still got scars from when you turn your back on me. It's a perfect way to, I mean, it's, it's, it's ready. It's ripe for the picking. Dean Ambrose, he's got the new look, which I actually like. It makes him look more heelish and lunatic-y. Um, perfect opportunity to say, listen, um, I still don't forgive you for what you did back in the day. Uh, you know, and, and I think, uh, that's a perfect way to set up Ambrose versus uh, Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship. So, all right, we got a bunch of questions. I'll, I'll, I'll answer these and then we'll take a pause and we'll get to the headlines. Um, let's see. Why is Bobby Lashley there? I like Lashley. Well, I mean, that, I think they've done. I like the Lashley Roman thing. I like. I like Lashley. Um, there's just so many people in there. I mean, WWE has so many people right now that there's not much to do with, you know, Balor's, uh, he's been a former champion and has not been utilized right, but 
there can only be two or three or maybe four people, you know, in the upper echelon in the main event picture. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's where they're at right now. They're kind of waiting in the shadows to wait for their time to come. Uh, Ask Chris Rob is asking, do you think Velveteen Dream, Ciampa, or Gagano show up next Monday or Tuesday? I hope not. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope they don't bring Dream up. I really hope they don't bring Dream up. I really want him to stay in NXT for a while, uh, become NXT champion. Uh, I would say perhaps Black, uh, if he wasn't injured, but he's injured, I still bring Black up when he's done from injury, um, which I still don't think. I still don't think the main roster is going to do black justice, honestly. I don't think NXT has done black justice over the past four months. Since he's won the since he won, I mean he doesn't have it now, but since he won the NXT championship, they booked him like crap. They always put him on the mic, which was terrible. I mean I mean one of his biggest feuds was the fact that he didn't say anything and Velveteen Dream kept saying, Say my name and the culmination of the match that he won, uh, enjoy infamy, I believe he said, Velveteen Dream. And the crowd popped, and Dream was surprised. He said four words, and that was more resonating than any promo he's, he's cut the time he was champ. That goes to show, if you have a mysterious character like a like – a, uh, black like a cane for many years of his uh, career. Um, don't keep, you know, don't put a mic on him so much. Uh, Authors of Pain, they cut a promo recently. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Why would they cut, why would you give a mic to Authors of Pain? Which, you know, kind of chanting their native language was kind of their talking during the match. And you had the nerve to put a mic on them as if that's terrible. You know, that's why they need managers. And you don't put mics on people who are supposed to be mysterious and, and, and have a less is more convert, you know, type of mentality when it comes to the mic. Cause a lot of times uh, you put a mic on someone and it just kills their character. Like we saw with Aleister Black. Uh, JJB is asking thoughts on Lashley and Elias feuding. My opinion, both should be getting pushed and not be feuding with each other. See, again, it goes back to there's only so many people you can put in the main event spot right now, and that's kind of where the cards, you know, um, are dealt with them right now. Everybody, everybody can't be at the top, so at least they have a marquee match at the second biggest pay per view of the year. I mean, that's my take on it. For as long as Bludgeon Brothers, another question, for as long as Brother Brothers been tag champs, why are they still facing jobbers on SmackDown? And, you know, they're they're big guys to, you know, just it's kind of like the Braun Strowman thing and Nia Jax when they, you know, kind of put them over, make them look like uh, monsters. Gabriel's asking, what surprise heel turn can you see happen at SummerSlam? Roman Reigns, of course, absolutely. Oh, problem with Black is that Ballard has very, very similar personas and styles. That's, I think I think you got a point there. Absolutely, hundred percent. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, what do you do? Uh, a Cena versus Lesnar match. 
Jose Zowski. No, I wouldn't do that. We saw that uh, SummerSlam uh, 14, yep, 2014 was Lesnar Cena, and he got, Cena got demolished. I wouldn't want to see that again. All right, it's been fun. Uh, let's get to the headlines. Let's zoom through the headlines. I, I want to have a lot of time to do this flavor of the week. So let's get to the headlines. <laughs> All right, so um, this is what we'll do. Um, chat room, uh, let me know some Jim the Anvil Nightheart memories that you had uh, as as a kid or an adult. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a kid for me, uh, maybe an adult for some, maybe not born for others. Uh, <laughs> some Anvil memories that you have from watching the WWE Network. Um for me, it was uh, I, I I loved the Hart Foundation when I was a kid in the eighties, and uh, uh, I it, that I think the the Hart Foundation is the first time, other than the uh, Doomsday Device and the Vegelmatic, I would say I would say they were one of four um, uh, tandem tag team. They had a tandem finisher. Um, that I remember as a kid. I remember my all-time favorite tag team, the Road Warriors, they had the Doomsday Device. Uh, the Midnight Express had the Vegematic, where um, Bobby Heenan, uh, Bob, Bobby Eaton would kind of bend the, the, the person down and Stan Lane would do the, well, it, it would kind of do the backdrop type of thing and they would do the leg drop, Vegematic. And then the decapitator. Uh, actually, they would. They, Bobby even did the lean. He would. He would kind of squat in the legs. And dramatic. And then you would do the. Then you have the decapitator with kind of like the back breaker position into the the elbow drop. And then you had the heart attack, which was. Um, um, uh, Anvil hoisting, you know, them up to the point where their uh, heads were above him, and then Hart would go, you know, kind of whip in the ropes and do a a running clothesline. Uh, so those were those were four of the biggest tandem finishers that I remember as a kid. And uh, Hart Hart Foundation was was awesome. Uh, they made pink and black look uh, very cool. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was awesome. Uh, all right, so let's see what we got. What memories we got of uh, Jim the Emerald Nair? Sixty-three years old. It's kind of tragic how he died. I mean, you know, from uh, stories, he had a seizure, fell, and had a fatal uh, head injury. It's been really sad. It's really sad. I mean, you know, prayers go to the Nightheart family. Uh, I know, I'm sure it's very tough for Natalia. Um, from what I heard, she was at Raw, but uh, but left total. And why she did that. Um, it's, and it's tough to digest. I'm sure it's very tough to digest. Um, so, you know, um, I think that uh, Anvil kind of, as far as his, you know, as far as his career trajectory, I think is, I think he got the short end of the stick uh, in many, um, in many aspects. Uh, I think they, WWE just decided not to do much with him after uh, Hart Foundation kind of amicably separated 
they they pushed hard to the moon. They pushed Brett to the moon, and then Jim. Not, I mean, granted, there was some poor decisions that he made during his time with WWE. Both, I think, he, I think he had three stints in WWE, if I'm not mistaken. The Hart Foundation run, and then the uh, I think that that ended in '91. I think came back in '94. Um, and that was the whole uh, team siding with Owen, um, you know, during the cage match at SummerSlam with Brett and Owen and, you know, Bulldog back there. And, you know, that, that was very cool. And then he came back in 97, I believe, 96 or 97. That was the 97, I believe. And that was the new, um, that was the Hart Foundation stable. So, uh, as far as I remember, uh, I heard that uh, him and Owen, when they teamed up um, uh, in their heel tag team around 94 or so, as far as I remember, they were primed to become the tag team champions. Uh, they were really wanting to push Owen. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Anvil made some, some poor choices, but uh, just overall, I mean, they, I think, I mean, he was great in Stampede. Uh, you know, they and he was good in Mid South as well. Um, yeah, I mean, they he was in some NWA territories as far as I remember. He was he was good then, and this is all before the Heart Foundation. And so, um, WCW just I mean, they 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 booked him poorly, very, very poorly. I mean, when he was the Who character under the mask, that was terrible, and then they tried to team him up with Bulldog around. The Money Night Wars era, that didn't that didn't last. I think that was after he left in '97, and so it's unfortunate. I think you know it's tough because Brett is already in the Hall of Fame, and of course, uh, you know I got a tweet about this. Do they do they put Anvil in the Hall of Fame? And unfortunately, I said I, I don't see it, and that's the sad part. I don't I don't see Anvil ever going to the Hall of Fame because he wouldn't make it. For solo work because he didn't he didn't do anything solo as far as WWE is concerned and um, yeah unfortunate that's unfortunate it really is unfortunate and I don't see Brett being in there solo and uh, as a team with the Hart Foundation what I did tweet back was I can possibly see the WWE uh, inducting the Hart Foundation as a stable. So that means you you induct um, Hart, Pillman, Brett, Owen, and Bulldog. I can see that because um, usually they have a stable or a, some type of group um, or a family, something like that, every year. And so maybe if they maybe if they inducted the Hart Foundation as a stable, because I, I mean I think all five of them deserve. I mean Brett's already in. I, as a as a team or as a stable, I think Anvil does. I think Pillman does solo or team. Uh, I think Bulldog does solo or team, and I think Owen does, uh, especially solo. So if you did Heart Foundation as a um, perhaps, perhaps. Rob said, "I always wonder how Brett Anvil and the Owen maybe Bulldog will call it the SummerSlam." <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, flag match on Raw, Wild Boy says, against Taker and Dude Love. Yep, I remember that. 
Um, everyone did the heart attack and doomsday device and the poor with their friends. Absolutely. I was one of those people. <laughs> I did both. Uh, Jimmy Hart's the best man, as Jose says. Yes. Um, they were called Natty Brett's niece and not Jim Sardi. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, thank you, everybody. He says, your knowledge is superb. You're awesome. Anvil Shortstand is a color commentator, Rob says. It was Anvil Perfect, DiBiase, all getting chances for the weekend news shows. Yep. Um, WrestleMania 3, Brandon says, Bulldogs versus Tito versus Hart Foundation, Danny Davis, that bump Jim Nyhart did uh, when he took the back body dropped him, that looked like it hurt. Yep, absolutely. Um, Wild Boy says Owen deserves his own entry. I, I agree. Um, I agree. It's just that the only way I see Envo going in is if they did the Heart Foundation as a stable. That would be the only way I see that, that happening, unfortunately. Sad. Yeah, absolutely sad. They really didn't do much with them. Um, other than, outside of 91, 94, kind of. But uh, 97, when he, you know, when they did the Heart Foundation as a stable, you know, that worked. But, yeah, unfortunately. Um, Ebony says, uh, sad to say that the last time she saw Jim was at WrestleCon in Dallas for uh, WrestleMania 32. Uh, he was sitting on his booth, and he looked so intimidating that I was afraid to go and meet him. Now I wish I had. Oh, man. Uh, well, at least you um, got to see him live. Um, all right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, is Pillman included in that step? Yeah, that's why that's what I said. Uh, Brett Owen, uh, Anvil, Pillman, and Bulldog. Those five would be in the stable. Uh, Stu is in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Stu is in the Hall of Fame. Stu and Brett are. As far as I know. I think so. I'm almost positive Stu's in the Hall of Fame. Let's see what year, real quick. Um, I'm about ninety. I'm about ninety nine percent sure that Stu Hart is in the Hall of Fame. I just don't remember when when he went in the Hall of Fame. Um, 2010. 2010. Uh, yes, he is. Yep. All right. Yep. Good stuff. That's good. That's a positive way to talk about Jim the Envo Nyhart. 63 years old. He lived a, lived a long one. And I, I'm glad. Um, yes. Fantastic. Fantastic way to put a positive in on, on Jim's career. Of course, unfortunately, there were some bad, you know, some unfortunate parts of his career. But uh, awesome just to go down memory lane and to, for you all to uh, join me and we all do some Jim the Envil Nyhart memories. And uh, now I'm going to be thinking about when I was a kid and how I would do the heart attack <laughs> as a kid. Uh, I absolutely did that. Uh, so, yeah, that was Mike saying if they induct the Heart Foundation, the only one that would be there to accept the award would be Brett. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Wow, that is that is very interesting. Yeah, man, wow. Owen's gone. Pillman's gone, Bulldog's gone, and Anvil's gone. That's crazy. The only person to be there to accept the award. Wow. That is a harsh reality. That is a very, very harsh reality. 
that he to be there to accept the award. And I think I think only what Brett and Envil the only one in their sixties, right? Um, right. Um, Pillman would have been in his mid fifties, right? Because he was like thirty seven or so when he died. That was ninety seven. So he would have been almost sixty. He'd been pushing sixty. Pillman probably been about 58, 59, if he was still living. Um, I know that Owen was one. Owen was 34 when he died in, what, 99? Um, he was born in May of 62. So Pillman would have been 66. I mean, 56. He would have been 56. Um, Anvil was 63. Uh, Bulldog. Bulldog. Bulldog, how old Bulldog would have been. Bulldog, well, by the way, Pillman was a uh, Ohio too, Cincinnati. Um, fellow Ohio one. Bulldog, um, let's see. Bulldog. Bulldog was born in 62 as well. So he, he would have Turned sixty. You have, have turned fifty-six in November, so the same year as uh, Pillman. Um, and then who's left? Um, Owen. Yeah, Owen. Owen was thirty-four when he died uh, in in ninety-eight. So you've been what fifty-four? Think right, right, right. Yeah, May of sixty-five. So you've been fifty-three. So he turned. He died in nine. So he was thirty-four. So yeah, you'd have been fifty-three. So he was, he was the youngest. Pillman would have, well, and Brett is, I think Brett's like 61, if I'm not mistaken. Somewhere uh, 61, if I'm not mistaken. That would be my guess. 61, 61, yep. But Brett's 61, so Anvil was the oldest. Anvil, um, Anvil was 63. Brett was 61. Uh, Bulldog and um, Pillman were both uh, 56, or, or Bulldog would have been turning 56 this year. And um, Owen um, would have been 53. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That is a harsh reality, man. That's crazy. Um, all right. Let's uh, kind of turn the corner a little bit from the reality. Uh, how many WrestleManias have you been to? Ask Chris. I've been to two, uh, and um, to last year in Orlando, this year in New Orleans, and I will be uh, at next year WrestleMania 35. Um, Lord willing, I'll, I'll be covering WrestleMania live every year. So I did last year, this year, next year. Um, it's one of the busiest time. That is the busiest time as a journalist. As a wrestling journalist, it's the busiest time of the year, and uh, the most lucrative, uh, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, so there's quite a bit of uh, opportunity to be there live. This year was amazing. Um, I got to meet uh, people. I got to meet people who I've became friends in the business with wrestling wrestlers. I got to meet them live. Uh, special shout out to Lance Archer, who I'm friends with, and I got to meet him uh, live, and he's uh, he's awesome. So, 
probably past each other events. Uh, Ebony did 32, 33, and 34. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It probably did. I was, I had a, I had a fantastic piece. Uh, this year, last year was good too, but this year was uh, very good. So you got four seats in the first, like right on the floor, then you got the riser. So I was on the first row of the riser seats. So basically on the floor with the ramp. So it was, it was great. Um, DMAC is asking, how did you come with the name of this podcast? Great question. Great question. Um. So, and I've I've answered this before, uh, and and it's cool being asked again. Um, It was. It was. It started with okay. So this show launched in April of 2012. That was the first episode. Thank God that. um, Yeah, I agree, (laughs) Ebony. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of four seats either, unless you're right there or on the riser. Like that's my preference. If if I'm like right in the front of the floor, or if I'm like on the riser, uh, in the front of the riser, those are my preferences. Or maybe lower bowl type thing, and I was right in the front of the riser seats, and so I so I it was like the floor seats and then space. And I saw a bunch of wrestlers going back and forth. Uh, I saw X Pac with his uh, with his little dog uh, going by. I saw uh, a couple pod, big podcast hosts and things like that. So I, the seats that I had was were awesome. Uh, but yeah, just the floor seats, like maybe eight or nine back. <laughs> it's not not the best. Not the best. All right. So um, how how did I come up with this show? Real quick, let me ask you that. Let me answer that. Uh, so uh, April 2012, that was the um, that was the first um, show, and uh, uh, the uh, good friend of mine, Ryan, um, he's the uh, he's the senior staff member of, of Crave Wrestling now. Him and I, I came up with the I came up with the idea. I had no podcast experience. I had a bunch of writing experience, but I had no podcast experience. It was kind of before the wave of like dime a dozen podcasts now, I was like, I really want to talk about wrestling. I really want to take journalism to the next level. And uh, I was like, I want to start a podcast. I, I was looking at some, some videos and some articles on how to start it. And, um, and so I was at a Starbucks. I said, I told Ryan, I said, meet me um, at Starbucks and let's come up with the name. And so uh, we were coming up with some ideas uh, and we had a bunch, we had probably six or so names. And one of the names we thought of were, was Pancakes and Power Slams because it was the first show was in the morning, and we wanted like a morning theme mixed with a uh, wrestling theme. And uh, we told Pancakes and, and so literally that name came out of a, a hat. And so it was like, there was like, Five or six names that we thought of, all one and a half. We picked it out, pancakes and power slams, and we we're like, "All right, this is the one." And we we're like, after we picked it out, we said, "You know, let's stick with it." Let's do pancakes and power slams. So the first show was in the morning, and then I think the second show was in the evening. We we're just kind of piloting. Uh, we did like a pilot in the morning, 
and then uh, we, we did in the evening. We saw the numbers jump in the evening substantially, <laughs> and uh, after that, it's been on 11 o'clock Eastern time ever since second show of 2012, so April of 2012. All right, let me answer these questions right quick so we can get into this, uh, uh, this uh, SummerSlam. Mike's asking, who do you think would headline next year's Hall of Fame? Um, mm, Rock, Batista, Taker, Kane. Uh, I think I would say Rock, but I think we're going to see Rock Roman. So maybe Taker. Maybe Taker. Uh, favorite Ratchet at WrestleMania 21, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels was Mike's. Do you think that the fans were robbed of Michaels versus Rock feud? Yes, I do. But as far as I remember, Rock did not want, did not care to wrestle Shawn Michaels. But nowadays, it's like, yeah, well, that was the dream match that never happened. Uh, WrestleMania 21. I don't remember that card. Was this the? I think I might have answered this question before. Because I don't remember the card. What was that? Uh, 13 years ago, 2005. So that was um, with Batista winning, right? Because Batista won the Royal Rumble. So Batista beat Triple H, and I think Cena beat JBL. Was that was that it? 2005, right? So Cena beats JBL. Batista beats Triple H, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yep, Cena beat JBL, Batista beat Triple H. Okay, so, yeah, Angle Michaels beat Angle Michaels was the best match on that card. Um, all right, uh, Mike, uh, what is Chris Jericho thinking these days? Why would he want to go to Impact? Because he realized that, um, you know, <laughs> being in WWE, he's a, he's just a name, a bunch of a bunch of names. I think he would make a better impact, pun intended, in impact. And he would get a better TV deal, too. So, you know, as much as, as crazy as it could sound, it's not a terrible idea. Um, most underused person in WWE, Chris, uh, JJB is asking, X Chris, uh, I would say that would be Paul um, uh, all right, next headline, uh, Randy Orton. Okay, so Randy Orton gets some heat. There was uh, he was pulling out his private part. Uh, it, you know, it's crazy how uh, past stuff, old stuff um, comes uh, it comes back. Man, it's it's crazy. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't I don't think uh, hashtag segue. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> um, all right. So I just um, I think that Orton I don't think he's I don't think he's going to be uh, going to get any uh, reprimanding for it. Uh, we saw him on SmackDown, so I don't I don't see much. Yeah, I don't see much coming from that. Um, it, yeah, so stay tuned to stay tuned to Chris Prolific's uh, my, my my Twitter account, Chris Prolific. There may be some uh, some uh, other stuff. Randy Orton related stuff that I uh, I might drop so so come I mean you know uh, story or or answers I know we'll see no I don't think that uh, I don't think that uh, Orton's going to get any demanding or 
they they there there's plenty of stories. I, I don't I think it's crazy. I mean, he you know allegedly he you know it was the story that Court Bauer shared like uh, back in like a podcast in 2012. Someone kind of brought it back up on Reddit. Um, and then Wrestling News uh, sent a request to get a statement from WWE. They said they're looking to it. So that's kind of like a hush answer, really. Um, honestly, I don't I don't see much with that. All right, what's next? Uh, Coco Beware, he shared that uh, Vince McMahon – uh, check, his, uh, check out his interview with Robbie E. On a, it's called How It Ended. I really like uh, How It Ended. Uh, Gross is saying Asuka's gone. Uh, that's, that's a rumor going on right now. Hasn't been confirmed. Um, yeah, so check out check out um, Coco Beware's interview on How It Ended. Really good podcast series, by the way. Robbie E.'s podcast. And like I said, podcasts are a dime a dozen nowadays. But uh, I like Robbie E's podcast. How did I've had it, Robbie on the show too? Pretty funny guy. I've talked to him off uh, off air too. He's fun. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, basically, you know, he's he, he's kind of uh, there's kind of like some bitterness going on with him in WWE, and uh, he was sharing some stories as far as Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon trying to weed him out. After the high energy, Bobby Heenan came up with the high energy team, um, which was, I didn't know that. That was pretty cool. Uh, they were actually being primed to become champions, tag team champions. I didn't know that either. Uh, I just <laughs> remember the MC Hammer pants with the suspenders. Um, I always thought that was an interesting team. Coco Beware and Owen Hart. <laughs> I think that was really odd. Interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't know they were being, you know, primed to be champions. That was that was pretty cool. But uh, the man thought other he had other plans, and that was that really. Um, and so you know he he got an incident with uh, at a bar trying to uh, protect Shawn Michaels and ended up fighting somebody who he, he was just trying to break it up and ended up fighting and that became uh, Vince McMahon yelled at him. And then he got into it with Vince, and Vince kind of weeded him out. And Vince told him that uh, he would, you know, that's a part of the business. He said that he would to his mother if he had to, or something to that nature. Very interesting. It's just uh, typical Vince there, as far as older story. I don't know about him nowadays. All right. Um, first trivia question. First trivia question. This show featured Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. And was the flagship show one of the flagship shows before Monday Night Raw? Uh, uh, this show featured Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, and was one of the flagship shows before Monday Night Raw. All right. Um, uh, um, nope. 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 No. 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 It didn't feature Gorilla Monsoon. And uh, there you go. There you go, Rob. Prime time wrestling. Absolutely. An amazing theme song as well. Next, who inducted Jerry Lawler into the 2007 Hall of Fame? Who inducted Jerry Lawler into the 2007 Hall of Fame? Um, all right, what's next? Uh, uh, Shawn Michaels, perhaps Jose, William Shatner. William Shatner. Next, 
lightning round trivia questions. Who defeated Virgil at SummerSlam 92? Who defeated Virgil at SummerSlam 92? Uh, uh, so Meltzer was saying that uh, he was asked a question on Twitter, and uh, as far as Shawn Michaels, uh, WWE perhaps acqu- wanting to acquire Shawn Michaels uh, to kind of beef up NXT uh, Takeover here in um, Brooklyn. Um, Rob, great job, nails, boss man. I was so scared of nails when I was a kid. I, I mean, like that's when I thought wrestling was real. I thought that he was going to like seriously this kid everybody. I was so scared of um, <laughs> that. Was one of, that was probably one of the people that I was scared of the most was Nails when I was a kid. Uh, like, that was like, like, that was not like K-Fib was real. Like, man, this guy just really got out of jail. Like, what are you, like, why are you guys, like, why are you guys allowing him to wrestle? He, he needs to be in jail. Somebody needs to catch him. Like, where's the police? <laughs> like it was real to me for sure. Um, so yeah, yeah. You know, he'll be. You know, Meltzer said he might be a referee. Yeah, he is. As far as I know, he's still alive. Um. Uh. So yeah, I mean, as a referee. But the thing is, uh, WWE may. Uh. You know, they may acquire Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Cody Rhodes. Their contracts are up. Um. At, around you know before then, so. It's it, it's really interesting, man. Uh, MSG is sold out now. You had a uh, Tanahashi winning the climax uh, and, and saying that he wants to uh, uh, he wants to defend his contract against Kazuchika Okada. You know, man, wow, this is. I mean, there's some really cool stuff going on. Some really really cool stuff going on. Um, yeah, my camera just came off. I don't know why. I don't know why that happened. Uh, yeah, quite interesting. Trying to reconnect here. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to reconnect. Can still hear me? Um, All right. All right, all right. Um, yeah, let me know. Let me know. Can't hear me anymore. Can't hear me. And just a moment. Okay. We're going to get this to work. Let's see. Watch it on TV. That's cool. That's cool that you're watching on your TV. (laughs) That's super cool. Let's see. All 
Okay. All right. I think that's better. Um, we're all getting set here. Um, Rye. Let's, let's get it going, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So we really got to zoom through. All right. Here we go. Let's get this. Let's get this going. People are going to come on, um, and it's going to be fun. All right. So we're going to uh, get to the flavor of the week uh, real quick. Um, Harold May's New Japan policy. Yada yada yada. I think that's a good deal. We'll, we'll go. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, maybe another time. Maybe through Twitter. All right. Um, Raw and SmackDown. Decent overall, Ambrose. Uh, Ambrose coming back, that was pretty pretty cool. Um, and then, uh, what's going on, Jamie? All right, SmackDown was okay too. I think the last bit of with uh, with Styles and and Joe with their with their interview that was kind of uh, a new day and um, uh, sanity. Um, uh, was a great was a great match. All right. So let's get into the SummerSlam predictions real quick. Very, very quick. Um, let's see. Trying to, I'm trying to migrate the YouTube audience over here because we were just on YouTube. So, um, so jump on the YouTube, jump on the, the Facebook page so we can get this uh, SummerSlam predictions together and also the uh, what's going on, Naru? Alright, so we're going to do we were just on YouTube um, alright, so real quick uh, like I said before, we're going we're gonna to be real quick with this, I got a whole list, every single main event from uh, 1988 to 2017 you're going to tell me if you want it uh, if, if it's in, if it's out and then um, uh, and then we're going to eliminate it. So we only have like 15 minutes to do this though. So uh, I usually do this on YouTube. I was on YouTube and then something, something weird happened. So I am jumping on Facebook now. All right. Uh, all right. So let's go through SummerSlam predictions real quick. Um, uh, oh, you're on Facebook. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Mo, glad you came. I'm glad you uh, switched over from YouTube to Facebook. All right, so let's do SummerSlam real quick because we gotta we gotta zoom through uh, this flavor of the week to make it uh, to make it fun to make it exciting. All right, so let's do let's start with uh, all the matches real quick. I mean, zoom through it. Zoom through the matches. All right, so as far as I'm just going to say my predictions real quick um, so we can get into this for the week. All right, um, B team and get the revival. I think the revival wins. Um, I think Rusev Day wins. I think Daniel Bryan wins. I think Finn Balor wins. I think Nakamura wins. Hey, Ebony, you made it. <laughs> um, uh, I think uh, Cedric. I think Gulak wins the Cruiserweight Championship. That's a lot of pre-show matches. 
one, two, three of them. Uh, I think uh, oh, women's match. I think I think they'll give it to Becky Lynch. Why not give it to Becky Lynch? Um, forgot Lesnar versus Reigns, Omega versus Pentagon. It's a main event. Um, I think Rollins takes it. I think Strowman wins. I think New Day wins. Styles retains. I think Rousey wins, and Roman Reigns wins. All right. Those are my predictions. I know they're pretty fast, but we gotta if we want if we want this part of the week to 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 go the way it should be, we're going to to do it. All right, here we go. Let's do it. It is now time for the flavor of the week. In or out? I'm going to go through the main events. Um. Uh, they do need blood, new blood for, yeah, absolutely. The showman cash in? Nope, I don't think so. Don't showman cash in. All right, uh, tell me in or out. All right, so we're going to vote in or out, and then we're going to eliminate it that way. We got to make this quick. We got like 10 minutes, uh, so let's make it quick. Uh, 1988, Mega Powers versus Mega Bucks, in or out? Real quick, in or out? First couple, the first couple I'll see, let me know. Is that main event? Uh, we we're doing a top five. You guys are choosing the top five, so you got to let me know if it's in or out. Um, it's on Facebook right now, Gabriel. Um, it was on YouTube, but YouTube kind of shut us up. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> YouTube, YouTube shut us down. Uh, all right, so I see two ends. All right, so Mega Powers, Mega Bucks in. Beef Hogan and Beef Curry versus Savage and Zeus. Um. No, let's let's that's all matter. I'm making an executive decision on that one. <laughs> that was out. All right, out. Yeah. Uh, Warrior and Rude, 1990. In or out? In or out? In or out? In or out? Warrior versus Rude, 1990. Um, is it in or out? Oh, I'm seeing outs. Really? I think those are one of my favorite ones. I got to go with you guys. I can make an executive decision for for outs, but uh, really, all right. All right, I'll I'll go I'll go with y'all. I like the Warrior versus Rude Steel Cage match, but you guys are you guys are the ones. Ninety one, Hogan and Warrior versus Mustafa Slaughter and Adnan as the top five. Is that in? Is is one of the top five? Um, all right, I'm seeing some outs. I agree. Uh, Ninety two, Bulldog versus Brett. In or out? I think this is an easy one. This is a real easy one as far as if it's in or out. Um, one of the top five, Bulldog versus Brett, 92, Wembley Stadium. Okay, I'm seeing some ins now. There we go. Yeah. Really? Out, Ebony? I see, I see ins. Okay, I see more ins than outs. Okay, so that one's in. I'm glad that that stayed. <laughs> uh, Luger versus Yoko, 93. Um Okay, let's let's hurry up. Okay, I see outs on that one. Yeah, that's out. Uh, Ninety-four Undertaker versus Undertaker. What you got? In or out? Ninety-four Undertaker versus Undertaker. In or out? I'm seeing ends for Undertaker versus. Undertaker. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Undertaker versus Undertaker's in. Uh, Ninety-five Diesel versus Mabel. All right, for the sake of time. Let's, that one's out. 
<laughs> uh, 96. Uh, all right, I'm seeing some outs. Tell me what you say, you say in for Diesel versus Mabel? Uh, all right, so let's do 96, Michaels versus Vader. 96, Michaels versus Vader. Uh, what shall I say? In, ver- in or outs, Michaels versus Vader. Um, okay, seeing some outs. Seeing some outs on Michaels versus Vader. What we got? Out. Michaels versus Vader. Real quick, real quick. All right, I'm seeing outs. I'm seeing multiple outs. That one's out. Uh, 97, Bret Hart versus Undertaker. In or out? 97, Bret versus Taker. Out or in? Which one? Where are we at? Where are we at? What we got? Okay, I'm seeing ins. That one's in. Bret versus Taker. All right, seeing outs. All right, well, the next one I see, I see that's tied right now. In or out? Um, all right, I see in. That's the next one. That one's in. Uh, 98, Austin versus Taker. Austin versus Taker, 98. I'm seeing some ends on that one. Okay, I'm seeing some ends, so we'll, we'll put that in. Um, 99, Mankind versus Austin versus Triple H, triple threat match, in or out? What we got on that one? In or out? Um, all right, I'm seeing ends for that one, too. Okay. All right, I'm seeing multiple ends. We'll, we'll put it in then. Triple threat. Uh, 2000, Rock versus Triple H versus Kurt Angle. Rock versus Triple H versus Kurt Angle. Out or in? Or in. What we got? Definitely in, Mo says. Okay. All right, so that's it. I'm seeing some ends. All right. 2001, Rock versus Booker T. Rock versus Booker T. Um, what we got? Out or in? Out or or I'm seeing some outs. I'm seeing more outs than ins. All right, that one's out. 2002, Lesnar versus Rock. 2002, Lesnar versus Rock. Uh, yeah, 2000, 2000 Ebony. All right, now we're at 2002, Lesnar versus Rock. Is that in or out? Um, I see out. I see outs. All right. All right. So 2002, so 2002, Lesnar versus Rock is out. All right. Lesnar versus Rock is out. All right. 2003, uh, Elimination Chamber match. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Goldberg, Kevin Nash, Chris Jericho, and Randy Orton. Elimination Chamber match, 2003. The one that Triple H won. Uh, is that out too? I'm seeing outs for that one too. I see one in, but I see more outs. All right. That one's out. That one's out. Um, 04, Orton versus Benoit. 04, Orton versus Benoit. What you got? Um, let's see. In for Chamber. Yeah, Chamber's out. Chamber's out. Because that's, that's the one, first ones I saw. All right, now I'm seeing more O three 3 in. Okay, I'll keep, I'll bring that back in then. Because uh, I've got... All right. O four. 4 what you got for O four? 
Okay, 04 out, I see. Orton versus Benoit. All right, so 03 is back in. 03 is in. Right now, 92, 94, 97, 98, 99, and 03 are in. I'm seeing outs for 04. Um, in. Okay, in for 04, Orton versus Benoit. All right. I see, an, I see one out for 04. Yeah. Do the do the year do the year and then enter out because maybe there's some lag or something like that. Uh, do the year. So I'm seeing 04. I'm seeing outs for 04. I'm seeing more outs for 04. Okay, so that one's out. Orton versus Benoit's out. Uh, 05 Hogan versus Michaels. Uh, do the year. So 05 in or 05 out. All right. 05 in or 05 out. Do the year and enter out. Uh, we're in o we're in o five now, uh, Jake. Yeah, o four is out. O four is out already. So let me so say o five in or o five out. Um, I don't yeah, o five's out. Hogan Michaels. Um, o six. Okay, I'm seeing o five in now. Okay, we got o five. All right, 05's in then. All right, Hogan Michaels. You guys want Hogan Michaels. All right, Edge versus Cena. We got five minutes. We got to zoom through this here. Uh, Edge versus Cena. Edge versus John Cena. John Cena. Uh, All right, 06, Edge versus Cena. First one I see. First one I see is 06 in. Okay. Uh, 07, um, Cena Orton. Cena Orton. 07 in or out? 06 in. All right. We got, we got 07. 07, 07, 07. Okay. All right, so this is what we're going to do. For the rest of them, just say the, say the year that you want to be in. 07 is Universe Gordon. 08 is Undertaker Edge on the cell. Uh, 09 is Punk versus Hardy. 10 is uh, Team Deputy versus the Nexus. 11 is Punk versus Cena. The real catch in. 12 is Lesnar Triple H. 13 is Daniel Bryan, John Cena. But the uh, Orton cash in. 14 is Lesnar Cena. Uh, 15 is Taker Lesnar. 16 is Lesnar Orton. And um, 17 is Lesnar Reigns Strowman. Type in the first ones I see. I'm I'm doing. So I see 07s in. The 08 in. The nine out. Party. Uh, WWE next is out. Punk, you know, 2011. The 11 in Cena. Let's turn Triple H. Thank you. 
17 or 17 in. Um, that's it. 17 in. So, of all those, give me the ones that you want in. One, C, Lesnar Triple H in. Brian and John Cena in. Lesnar Cena out. Take the Lesnar out. Lesnar orders out. All right. So get out of the ones that we have now. Um. Well, here's the ones we're in. Like All right, so, so everybody who's on here right now, out of these, give me your top five all together, all in one, okay, all in one photo. Give me your top five from 92, 94, uh, 97, 7, 8, 2011, 12, 13, 2016, 2017, Seven, oh three, oh seven, five and six. Ninety two, ninety seven. Okay, ninety two, ninety seven. The two oh sixes, so that's ten. And what else? Yeah, I, I, I agree with seven. 
All right, so the five we have is 92, 97, um, 08, uh, 06. That's what we came up with. What's, what's the number one from that? Yeah, number, 92 is the number one. All right, that was fun. <laughs> it was between YouTube and Facebook and uh, and, and hurried, but uh, that was fun. Ninety-two, ninety-seven. Uh, mm. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, appreciate you all coming with me over. I appreciate each. Thank you. Uh, God bless you all. Have a good night. And always remember. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night and enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. Bye bye.